I took it out of the library like five times. But Wait, you took you checked a BDSM book out of the <laughs> library. There was a BDSM book in the library. I don't. The Republicans <laughs> might have a point. Kidding? No. Um, what? There are lots of BDSM books in the library. Just just so you know, it's for whoever's brave enough to actually check it out. I am one of those people. I just was like, <laughs> let's do it. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Audio Desires, an erotic audio platform dedicated to giving you the best aural sex you can have. With hundreds of sexy stories in three different languages and a sleek, user-friendly design, Audio Desires is the right fit to get you in the mood. Enjoy 50% off an annual membership or 20% off a monthly membership when you use promo code MANHOR at audiodesires.com. The Manhor Podcast is sponsored by Beducated.com, the masterclass platform to perfect your techniques, whether you're working on penis massage or anal orgasms. Use promo code MANHOR to get 40% off their annual membership, locked in for life at beducated.com. That's beducated, B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com, promo code MANHORE. When your mission is beyond missionary, step up your game with Liberator. Their collection of transformable sex furniture and sex toy mounts will put you in sexual positions you never thought were possible. Use promo code MANHORE and save 40% off the best-selling wedge ramp combo at liberator.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the fan whores, to the whore heads, to the head givers. And the giver backers, especially those giver backers, because, you know, after you get that first nut off, you're kind of like, mm, so sleepy. But no, you you put in the work and you got up off your ass and you're like, I don't care how much prolactin's in my brain right now. I'm going to I'm going to give back. Good on you. You deserve a shout out. <laughs> this is Billy Presida, amateur giver backer, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Got through that one. I really, I wasn't sure. I got, I got to head giver and I did not know what was going to come next. But I'm glad we found a way out of that and into the intro. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. This week's episode, we're going back to the well. We're, uh, we're tapping into the origins of this podcast. If, if, if you're semi new to the program, I started this podcast back in 2014 talking to women I'd hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, love, and why we didn't work out. This week on the podcast, I have got on a, a former flame from my NYU days, Aurora Grayson. Of course, that's it's not her real name, but that is the name under which she sells panties and socks, and ooh, we'll get into that later. I'm uh, very excited to chat with her. I'm so glad we could finally connect after all these years. I remember like, I don't know, a couple years into doing the podcast, she randomly hit me up and was like, hey, I want to do the podcast because there's like something I'm remembering from when we hooked up and I really want to talk about it. I'm like, okay, great. And then we were just, and then she kind of got a little wishy-washy and we had trouble scheduling and then she wasn't sure and then she kind of didn't want to and then she disappeared Then she deleted her Facebook and I was like, all right, whatever. And then luckily we were able to reconnect and she was so interested, interested in doing the show, but uh, 
has no idea, still has no idea what it was that was so important she wanted to discuss. Luckily, we had plenty to talk about. So you're going to hear me uh, with a blast from my past in just a little bit. Uh, But first, show dates, show dates. Uh, You know, hey, we're getting to the show dates. Uh, I just got back from a fun show at the Tiny Cupboard. Shout out. If you're ever in Bushwick looking for some affordable, quality comedy, you got to check out the Tiny Cupboard. Great venue. Uh, This Sunday, July 17th, I'm going to be at the Bridge and Tunnel Brewery for an 8 p.m. show. Free comedy. Love some free comedy. So you can check me out over there. More show dates to come. But here's a very important show date for you all to put down right now in your calendars. Come on, get it out. Yes, right now, we are doing another hot, hot movie night. July 21st, a Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, We're going to be streaming in the Champagne Room for patrons only. (laughs) A favorite of mine, American Taboo Part 1. Ooh, the drama. Yeah. American Taboo. Ooh, a lot of drama. Less comedy. A lot of hot sex, but a lot of moments are going to make you go like this evil, evil bitch. That's all I'm going to say about for now. Uh, And we will stream the movie together and (laughs) have our Mystery Science Theater 3000 commentary while we watch the film. So there are two pieces to join us on July 21st for the hot movie night. Uh, One, you need to be a member of my Patreon community, uh, which you can join up at patreon.com slash podcast. Any level will get you access. And then two, you need to be part of the Champagne Room, our Discord server. Because that's where we're going to stream it in the patron-only channel. Keep your mics and cameras off if you want to enjoy the film with, uh, you know, a little more gusto. And turn your cameras and mics on if you want to join in on the commentary. Uh, It'll be a good time. One of those people I hope shows up is uh, the recipient of this week's fan whore appreciation moment. Okay, I want to say thank you and personally invite to the hot movie night. No nothing. Nuff nothing. I don't know how to say N-O-U-G-H. Nof nuff nuff a nothing. Look, not for nothing. Is that is that what it means? Is it kind of your way of saying not for nothing? Look, not for nothing. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the peep show, buddy, and I hope we'll be seeing you uh next week for the hot movie night in the champagne room. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting independent content creators. So one more time, uh, become a member today, support the podcast that you love, join us for a hot movie night by joining at patreon.com slash podcast. But I want to thank Hot Movies for supplying such hot films. I'm pretty sure code manwhore still gets you 20 free minutes on top of any package you sign up for at hotmovies.com. The best place you could go to hashtag pay for some of your porn. Gosh, I I don't want this to be such a super fucking plug heavy intro, but uh, you know, speaking of hashtag paying for some of your porn, I am back on the OnlyFans kick. Yes, uh, I am back. I'm shooting content. I'm making moves. I'm back in the gym. I'm trying to look hot and look sexy for you. I'm a little out of practice though. Uh, Saturday morning, I set up to do a solo stroke video, and I had the, I had the entire thing framed exactly how I wanted it to. I had the sunlight coming in through my window in just the right way. And I thought, oh, man, when I finally blast off this big load, um, the sunlight's going to catch it in such a way I can finally be proud to say, hey, I made art. 
And I shot like a 15-minute stroke video. It was wonderful. It had dirty talk. I, I switched up my grips, really displayed the situation. And then, uh, and then I came, and it felt awesome. And I was like, mm, I made a big mess. Mm. And I was like, yeah, they're going to think this is hot. And I, I <laughs> picked up the camera. I went to go review what I shot. And um, I had the camera pointed the wrong way the whole time. Now, that's a ruined orgasm, let me tell you. Don't worry, the next day I, I just reshot it and came out quite nicely. Came out so nicely, I, uh, I got this one uh, DM from a user whose name is The New New. Okay, uh, but he, he wrote to me yesterday. He said, uh, as a straight man, I have no idea why watching you stroke your cock is so enjoyable to me. But uh, I just wanted to thank you for all the content and questionable hard-ons. Nice come, dude. Uh, well, oh gosh, Mm, Uh, I love having a profitable reason to blow a thick load. Thank you for the compliments, Nunu. Let's do a a super, totally, almost kind of straight fist bump. Yay. Thanks for giving money to watch me come. And if you're not already, my OnlyFans is free to follow to check out the thirst trap, some of the sexier pics I can't post on Instagram. You're welcome to come say hi over there. And when you want to get flirty, when you want to watch something a little dirtier from moi, If you want to see what that dick do, throw me a tip, unlock something sexy over at OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. All right, now for this week's guest, Aurora Grayson. Um, Aurora, you know, we we hooked up back my senior year at NYU. Aurora, you know, uh, this episode, it does start off with just a good old-fashioned college assault, as sometimes happens on this podcast. I think we moved and grooved through it, but you know... Kind of starts off heavy and unexpected. <laughs> I was also thrown off. Uh, but then we got into some cool shit about how like how she became a dom with her nice little cuck boy. And what she remembers of our time together at NYU. As well as, uh, you know, which senator's cheating on his wife. The hint is like most of them. But, you know, she had a little, little bit of an experience with an almost encounter with a, a certain despicable senator. This is a fun episode. I hope you all enjoy it. Let's go chat with Aurora Grayson. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Beducated.com, the masterclass platform for better sex. You know, a listener wrote to me recently. He's uh, he's like 40 years old. He and his wife are considering opening their marriage, mazel, but they have been their first and only sexual partners ever. And he's nervous about hooking up with someone else who may expect a man of a certain age to have a little more experience than he has. And I told him, look, if he wants a crash course in cunnilingus, if he wants a flash class for fingering, if he needs to brush up on the butt stuff, Beducated is the place to go. Their sex educators will show you more than just, you know, diagrams and pussy puppets. I learned a vulva massage from a video showing real hands on real lips. So when I, you know, when I showed up with my new skill, you know, I felt ready to go. And since he hasn't been on the dating scene in a couple decades, I would also throw in there, dude, you should take Haley Quinn's course on setting up the perfect profile and sending successful Tinder messages because they truly teach it all at Beducated.com. I've worked with Beducated for years and their library of courses has grown like my dick when I get a good compliment. So you should take advantage of their very, very special offer for Fan Whore Nation. Get 40% off 
their annual membership when you use promo code MANHOR or click the link in the show notes. And just a heads up, the deal used to be 60% off. Now it's 40% off. You're going to feel like a moron later this year when they offer my listeners 30% off. Are you getting what I'm saying right now at 40% off for the annual membership? That comes out to like $9.99 a month. That's a steal for the amount of educational and (laughs) very visually informative content that they're putting out there. So get in on this low, low price right now, which stays locked in for as long as you want it, babies. Again, that's 40% off the annual membership when you use promo code MANHORE at Beducated.com. That's Beducated, B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com, promo code MANHORE. As we age, our bodies are changing. Certain parts need more support than they used to. Other areas are getting a little sore or faster. And that's why it's important to make sex more comfortable. And that's where Liberator comes in. Liberator has been making fuck furniture to make sex more comfortable, more pleasurable, and last longer for decades. Their best-selling wedge ramp combo gets you in the right positions just a little easier, just a little bit more comfortable, which means you're ready to be in that position longer and harder. Uh, uh, uh. And you can get 40% off Liberator's Wedge Ramp Combo when you use promo code MANHOR at liberator.com. Or you can click the link at the top of the notes to go right to the product. Again, 40% off their best-selling Wedge Ramp Combo with promo code MANHOR. Or you can just browse around liberator.com and upgrade your sex life today. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Now let's get to the show. Academia is the absolute worst. It is the worst. Yeah? Tell me why. Uh, Where do I start with that? The men that think I'm stupid, even though I've won all those awards that you clearly see mm-hmm. that they have not won. My even very- though, like you, I think with PhD level awards, they do all need to have a frame. That <laughs> you, one, you're holding one of them up with stickers, hon. <laughs> that one, I had to make it myself because they didn't mail me an award. So I made it myself. Where, where are your good subs and cucks who are paying to have your nice awards framed? I didn't think about that. Girl, respect yourself and make those shitty, pathetic okay, men but you frame see, your shit. I hung up my master's degrees. <laughs> so one's So you could see that one's expensive. I hung that up. I I very much believe in your intelligence, hundred <laughs> percent. I do not like question the, it. The worst part, like I have to sit here and defend myself to men all the time. Like, oh, you see where I went to school? Oh, you see how I have two masters finished? Oh, you see how I have all these? Like, I won that first place award at that national conference last year, and they're like, yeah, and you're short. <laughs> I don't plan to continue in academia because I just don't have the patience to not tell them to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I'm on a very thin wire now, and I'm just like call me short one more time (laughs) you are really testing about the short thing even in our old messages you bring up the height stuff i've been called short so many times by men and it drives me insane because i know i'm already short i already know i'm five foot two like it doesn't need to be like hammered on even more it just it 
that one really eats at me because it still happens a lot, especially in school, especially at, like when men are like, well, what do you know? You're you just turned 30. And I was like, yeah, but I won those awards when I was like 25. So now I won more awards and more fellowships and more scholarships. And did any of them love you back after that? No? They they usually kind of stop once I pull up my CV. I'm like, okay, do you want to see my CV and see what I did? And they're like, yeah, let me see what you did. And I pull it up and they're like, oh. And then they just kind of like peter out. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you did stuff. What do you think that's about? No, I think a lot of them just have really small dicks and they don't know <laughs> how to like how to compensate for that other than like you're dumb and I'm not. Well, I want to introduce to the Man Whore Podcast. <laughs> we haven't had one of y'all on in a while, but one of my, <laughs> forgive me when I call it this, but former <laughs> flames, I don't know the most respectful way to refer to like past hookups. You're was... the one who rejected me. So whatever. Did I? Yeah. Wait. You did. You I did. mean, we, we did hook up. Yes. Okay. Yes. But tell me more. I do not remember the ending. So let's like Tarantino, let's work backwards. Okay. Let's do it like memento. <laughs> or let me say a brief stage. So we went to college together. Yes. Um, and you reached out to me on Facebook August going into my senior year, your freshman year. Yeah. yeah. Right after I graduated high school. Right. Because you you joined the freshman group. Because I and which sounds bad. I know. Um, but I, I would join all the lower grade level Facebook groups for NYU and like other schools because I did I was like an intense textbook buyback guy. Oh oh yeah, I remember that. You bought back my textbooks and then I bought my ex boy from like, his Christmas present with that money. <laughs> I very clearly remember that. Yeah. So that was like a hustle I did every uh every, the end of every semester is I would drag a suitcase to every NYU dorm and I would and I would have like a thousand dollars in cash on me that they'd give me and I would just buy books for this now defunct company, I think, right? And Probably. so <laughs> that's why I was not scrounging around for freshman pussy that that happens a lot though like guys do that and it was always gross like i knew guys when i was in my sorority and they were in their fraternity and mm. they would like purposely look for freshman girls because they're like oh well they're so easy to get why wouldn't i right and it was this like whole thing with these fraternity guys and it, they're like who could i get too drunk and then assault very, that is really what happened one guy weird. did that to me once and then his brothers were like, oh, you hooked up with him. And I was like, I did what now? And they're like, yeah, don't you remember? Like, no. I was like blackout drunk. And they're yeah. like, oh, you were walking and talking fine. And they're like, oh, well, then he does do that to the freshman girls. And it's like, well. <laughs> what? Over there. Pattern so, of behavior. Uh, I don't really remember what happened at that party other than that. And then his friends are like, oh, yeah, well, he usually does do that to the freshmen. And it's like, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> How do you feel about that now? weird it's ick it's just ick like i went to therapy i worked through it but like ew like that's you don't have to do that like i probably would have hooked up with him anyway if i was just sober ish not fully sober but sober ish yeah but i didn't have to be blackout i probably whatever it happens i worked through it in therapy we talked about it and now i know that's an assault Mm -hmm. i'm not rare and this happens to other people and life goes on. You work through it. Was it difficult for you to call it an assault for a while? Yeah, because we were really good friends, actually. So um, I transferred from NYU to uh, a different school. And then I joined my sorority there. But then I became really good friends with that guy. Um, I can't even remember his name now because 
he was irrelevant after a while. Mm. Um, but we would talk all the time. We were great friends. We would go to parties together. We would drink together. We would do everything together. So after that whole thing where I don't know what happened, how I ended up so blackout drunk that that happened, that doesn't seem like him. But I guess in hindsight, it really was like him. Mm. Especially because he met me when I was about a freshman. Just about that time. It's like a... Ew, now that feels like grooming. Now that I'm thinking about it, ew. But that's like a four-year process of like being friends with him and then all of a sudden that happening. What? Why were you hesitant to call it what it was? You don't think about that way. Like, yeah, maybe I did consent. I was sloppy. I was drunk, whatever. I don't know. And then it feels weird saying like, oh, my friend raped me. Like, I just didn't process it that way. And like in therapy, we're like talking about it. And she's like, you know, that's rape. And I was like, I guess that is rape. But, like, that's not how you think about rape happening. Mm-hmm. Now I'm one in four. And it wasn't even that I was, that was, like, the first time that it happened that I was one in four. But I was like, okay, well, like, right after I transferred schools, I started dating this guy. He was friends with, like, all my high school friends. So I knew him already. And I was like, okay, he can't be that bad. And they're like, no, he's psycho. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't care. It'll be fine. I love fine. a bad boy. <laughs> like, I didn't even think it was about bad boy. But I was like, oh, it's fine. Whatever. It was not fine. <laughs> yeah. But I was warned. And then when I went to therapy, I was like, well, they did tell me, like, you know, he's like that. So it wasn't anything totally overwhelming, something shocking. It was just what it was. Hmm. Did you ever confront that first guy or, or the I second did, guy? I did, actually. The first guy I did because he tried to ask me back out. And I was like, do you remember that time you raped me? And he was like, I did what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, do you remember? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, you did. And he's like, uh, uh. Uh, uh, and then that was it. Like, I'm really good at blocking people. So I just like cut him off, blocked phone number, blocked him everywhere. I think this was via text. He called me to ask me out. And I was like, why? Like, obviously, why? Like, why would you bother at this point? Well, you know, th- there is something, the era when we were in college, there the way we were talking about consent is it was not like now. Not like now. No. So it's like when you say like, why would he ask you out? It's like, because he probably doesn't even think that that's what he did yeah that doesn't mean that it's not what he did it's just like he doesn't think about it right so then he's like why wouldn't i ask her out we got drunk and hooked up he thinks right and you're like why the fuck would you ask me because that's what you did to me yeah and this is all because we don't fucking teach anyone anything yeah i liked when i was a teacher um it was a little bit really it was easy because i was teaching in brooklyn so i had a lot of leeway with like what I was able to teach because New York City public schools are kind of nice about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was teaching and I was like, oh, let's look at this book. And the kids are like, oh, that's nice. We are supposed to ask before we do something. And I was like, yes. What kind of age range is this? I was a teacher for K to 12. So. Oh, so it could find fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> so like usually I started with like the little kids, like asking permission to touch others. Like what's a nice touch? What's a bad touch? Ask for hugs. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, I don't like it when people just hug me and things like that. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, if you want to be hugged, you have to say, tell someone and it's okay to hug me. And then, like, it was a really nice conversation that I knew I could not have, like, done somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, New York City is very nice with that in the public schools, um, especially because I wasn't fully a classroom teacher. Like, I, I was in a bunch of different schools at once. So it was nice because I could go to different schools and different principals had different ideas. And a lot of them were very very open to different approaches about like how do we teach kids to think critically and what can we do to like improve their reading skills so i was like let's do this sort of thing (laughs) 
And they're like, okay, good, good touch, bad touch. Why not? It, orgies and New York City public schools are the only <laughs> places where we're teaching ask before you touch. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even think that's most teachers, but I just, like, I, I had one student once who was very into punching people, and I was like, that is not okay. So then I was like, let's work backwards with this one. So I was like, okay, is punching nice? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> he was like an 11 year old kid. And I was like, who taught you that? And he's like, well, I saw my daddy do it. And I was like, okay, no, 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 none of this. And I was like, okay, we're going to back up. What would you do if I punched you? And he's like, I'd hit you back. And I was like, okay, so is that nice? And he goes, oh yeah, that's not nice. It was, it was a good time being a teacher. <laughs> it's wild how these brains work. Yeah, like I put that psychology degree to use. <clears throat> how are you doing? You, we, I know we didn't. I don't think you thought we were going to be talking about this, did you? <laughs> no, but th- you know that's how ADHD brains work. You just blurt out stuff. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You're doing all right. Yeah, that cuck guy. He keeps texting me. He's he's very upset. I didn't respond to his last text message. He's upset. I don't think he can afford to be upset. <laughs> no, no, it's the um the one that I actually care about. <laughs> oh um, wait, so you have feel feels for one of your cucks? Well, like he's like he's in the military, and he really is like I've known him for a long time. I've known him. Oh my god, would uh, you call him a client? By the way, no, he's definitely not a client. He's actually the one who got me into a lot of this stuff. So. Mm. I met him, I don't know, like 2012 or so. And then we were together for a while. And then we broke up. And then we got back together and broke up. A whole long breakup, get back to that thing. But mostly because he's in the military. So, like, military things are weird. Like, you don't fully appreciate the person because they're not there with you. Yeah. And then when you get in contact with them, you're like, oh, I did miss this person. Yeah. So it was, like, on and off with him for a very long time. Oop. Right. One day he's like, I really want you to be my dom. And I was like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm totally not into that. Like, I have a, a reputation for being, like, a nice person most of the time. Not all the time, but, like, a good portion of the time. He's like, yeah, you know that, like, that some of the time you're not? That's what I want. That is exactly <laughs> what he said. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, oh, you know, like, when I'm bad, like, you can spank me or, like, you can punish me. And I was like, okay fine like i'll try it because i care about him so i was like okay this will make you happy i'll try it and then i tried it and i was like oh this is actually really fun what was like the first dominant things uh you did um i think most people don't do this as their very first dominant thing but i got one of those chastity cages and i locked them up right away and i was like that's it like so that's mine now like officially mine like i have the key and it's locked and that's it and he's like yeah so, like, I had a few different cages for him because it was fun. I like to switch them out. And once I sent him back to military base without the key, and I was like, okay, bye, have fun. <laughs> and I had the key, and he's like, what about the key? And I was like, no, no, it's on this necklace. It's mine. <laughs> Is there an Whatever. emergency key? Oh, I mailed him the key, like, in a week. So like A week? <laughs> Is that, like, sanitary? I know nothing yeah, of chastity yeah. cages. Yeah, so some guys are... Some, some guys are really good about it, very clean, and, like, the way they shower is fine. Um... I guess it was good. He didn't get any infections. So, Wait, okay. As far as I know, there were no infections. Well, f- okay. First, explain to us chastity cages as best you can. Basically, it's a cage that you lock on a guy's dick. Some of them have like a ball lock too. So like you put it over the guy's penis and his balls and you literally take one of those small like locks like on the on the suitcases and you lock it. And you get to hold the key 
and they can't do anything with their deck. Like they can pee and they can do like all the. You Is know, there like a hole? Yeah, for the pee? yes. There's a hole, so like you can do all the like the anatomically necessary things, and like you have to get one that fits right um, because it's based on the size of the penis. So if you get one that's too small, obviously the blood doesn't flow, and then that's bad. <laughs> so, like, you un- you unlock and the dick just falls out. <laughs> that's basically what would happen if you did like lock someone up long term in like one that was too small. You get the right size, get like a lot. Well, most of them come with locks, which is cool. Um, some of them don't. You can buy like literally the the suitcase locks. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, and you just lock them up. Can't masturbate. Can't have sex with anyone. What happens if he gets hard? So they're built so that you can get hard. So it's meant that you so can. Normally, wear the it. ones I've seen pictures of, it's like curving down. I did not use that one because I thought that was a little bit too mean to send them back to base with that. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh there are the ones that are meant just for like playtime that are like plastic or metal and then there's silicone ones that like allow for full range of movement basically which I sounds like about... very medical but <laughs> that's basically what it is and did you re- when he's like i want you to be my dom did you do a bunch of research i bought books i went Good online i was like i let me let me figure it out. Let me such see. A, such a fucking academic. <laughs> yeah, that is how I ended up in PhD world. I just read books and books and books. But I was like, I don't know anything. So how am I going to say no, really? Like, so I was like, okay, let me actually look into it. See what he wants. See what it's about. So then I went online. I went to all those sites. I started with Reddit because I was like, Reddit will lead me everywhere else, which is true. Reddit always leads to everything i trust in reddit yeah reddit reddit is like one of those places you definitely should not trust but you do yeah um so i started there and then like i was so it was so great because people were like how do i start and then there were like lists of books lists of links to go to so it was like one of the most useful things you got up top there was a book oh gosh what was it called I took it out of the library like five times. But Wait, you took you checked a BDSM book out of the <laughs> library. There was a BDSM book in the library. I don't. The Republicans <laughs> might have a point. Kidding? No. Um, what? Yeah. Um. It was really cool though because it focused on like. I'm so hung up on the fact that this was that you got this from the library. There are lots of BDSM books in the library. Just just so you know, it's for whoever's brave enough to actually check it out. I am one of those people. I just was like, <laughs> let's do it. Let me take them out. I was like, I don't want to spend my own money first of all because I'm broke. There was one book, though, and it was really cool because it wasn't just about being a dom. It was like how being a dom makes the rest of your life better and how it makes you able to be like a stronger person in your everyday day to day life. Like like how I said, how men in academia are horrible humans and like dealing with them is just a nightmare. When I started my first master's, it was like this whole thing where I was like, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. Like, I'll just do whatever you say. It's not a big deal. Don't worry. I'll do it. You want me to file all these thousands of videos and code them sure it'll be done by friday and then over time i was like you know what? i can't do that by friday and i'm not doing this for free anymore like i'm watching these people i had this project i was watching people's eyes move left to right left to right and i had to count how many times they were moving and i had to code the exact second they moved and if they blinked and all this whole thing and i was doing this for free because i was like i do it for free why not because they, like this guy like in you know, he's so famous. Like, why wouldn't I do what he asked me to do? And then I read all those books. And I was like, I'm not going to do this for free. Like, did I'm worth a lot learn more. Boundaries? <laughs> I did. And that was like the best part of reading that Dom book. It was like, set up your boundaries and you know what you're worth and what you should do, what you don't want to do. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And I was like, 
what? I could say no. Where else in your life did you see the dominance um, come out? Everywhere. Like my friendships. Like I have friends that like to take advantage of like me, me, my general niceness. Um, I recently just had this friend. She was something else. Um, She was like a very chronic liar about things. And I eventually caught her in all her lies. And I was like, hey, you know what? I don't want to be friends anymore. Like I have this, 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 this showing all these lies. Like, like nothing nothing personal i just don't want to be friends anymore and she was like what she was like she didn't understand this and i was like no this is just like a very firm boundary i have where i don't think this is acceptable um i wouldn't do this to you so i don't expect you to do it to me and it was like a very much like learning how to communicate better sort of thing as well like i'm very fortunate that i gained a lot out of the books like i know a lot of people go into like the doming stuff thinking like oh well men suck like i'm just gonna bully them around but that's really not what it is it's not what it's about no and it's so much fun because then like i get to see these men get off to me being mean to them sometimes and like i don't even mean to be mean it's just that like i get the chance to be mean and then i get to do the aftercare stuff where i'm actually nice <laughs> yeah and and you say men plural as in uh are there other men besides this uh military cuck oh there's a few of them um mm. so right now actually oh i moved it but i had like a whole box of stuff that i had i had a pet He's he's amazing. I love this little pet of mine. He just sent me like a whole box of cookies and candy and coffee. It's like this huge 20 pound box of stuff that he sent me recently because I was like, I really just want candy. And he's like, what kind? And I was like, I just want candy. So he sent me this whole box. It's like C- okay. candy. Oh, like right behind you, that whole big bag of Sour Patch Kids. He sent me that mm-hmm. recently. W- would great. you consider yourself in a non-monogamous relationship with the military boy? I think man, I'm assuming he's a man. That's I would just, say yes, kind of. Like I'm not in full relationships with these other guys though. Like with him, it's like very different. Like I've always cared about him. I've always hmm. loved him. Like it, he's always been like one of my biggest supporters in my life. Like I definitely would not have done PhD if he wasn't like, well, why not? Hmm. He's like very much pushed me into a lot of the good things I've done, which is nice. Um but the other ones kind of are just like fun and like i enjoy their friendship right but what i mean by nominal is that you you seem to be in a relationship with the military guy yes and you also play with others sometimes i play with others but like he very much is like i want to be a cuck i don't want i don't deserve to have sex with you so i want you to go out with all these other guys and do whatever you want with all these other guys and at first that was also like what What? new world but but I think it's interesting because now I'm like, well, I can do whatever I want. I don't feel so bad about it. And I don't really want to do much of anything with too many people because there's no temptation. Like, I can just do it. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, like, what? so how do you indulge in this cuck lifestyle? Um. So every so often there's, like, nice guys that come around and, like, I will go out with them. But I let them know, like, hey, like, this is what it is. Like, I have this guy. I have his full blessing to do whatever I want. But we are not ever going to be in a full relationship like that. They're like, so I get to have maybe have some sex stuff with yes. you and no response. Great. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you indulged? Um, s- Probably like a month ago. It's just that like, it's not even exciting because I know I can do it. So <laughs> <laughs> I can throw a rock and find a guy that wants to sleep with me. So it's not exciting. Fair enough. Um, That sounds really 
egotistical. I'm sorry, but like, oh, it, I mean, it's if true. you want to talk egotistical, I've got some screenshots I can pull up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was because I told you I was like going through the old messages, and I'll start with mine. Uh, uh, is this the one where I was being full myself? Oh God, or is you, this of you you used to go on and on about. Oh, you want to get with me and my baby blue eyes all the time? I yeah, I you know they that told- was like your whole personality. <laughs> you know, because here's the thing, I, I truly thought that's all I had. That's how bad the like fucked up self image was. I thought my main selling point was I had baby blue eyes, strong arms. This is how I answered Craigslist ads: I had baby blue eyes, strong arms, loud moaner, heavy comer. Those. <laughs> Those would be like the main points I'd hit in a Craigslist response. Because that's just, that's what I thought. I did not think my body was good. I look at pictures now. I'm like, fuck, the things I could have done had I accepted what I look like. Eating disorders just destroy your brain. It's, it literally destroys your brain. But like, it just messes with you so bad. Like, I look in the mirror and I, I'm like, wow, I'm a 2XL. This sweater I'm wearing right now is literally 2XL. It's mm. down on my knees. Like, I, I am not a 2XL. Yeah. But my brain's like, you're a 2XL. And that's not how it is. And I promised, like, your brain was definitely not cooperating with you, too. Yeah. I mean, so I had uh, the woman I who, who I my the first person woman I ever slept with. She did the podcast years back and she actually phrased it perfectly. I, it really clicked in with me. She said, I don't think you realized how cute you were, which yeah. sounds conceited. But like, no, you were really cute. You were really cute. Stop it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but like, yeah, it's it's. It's weird to look at the pictures now yeah. and be like, oh, God, what I could do today if I look like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is really a perpetuation of a whole of like cycle. Damage. But so what you experienced when you were like, you were so full of this. I mean, I th- they teach you the kind of if you don't have the confidence, fake the confidence. So like you witness me really trying to be like, this is, I guess, flirting is overly confident. So let's. <laughs> So I, you know, <laughs> and I really took it as like this guy hates me, like he doesn't ah, want to deal with me. <laughs> what? Um, well, here's here's one <clears throat> set that I grabbed, which was you say, My plan is to find every straight guy and just hook up. That oh, this is what this one was. Oh, that Wait, was let me start I with the one it. that makes me look bad. Um, I vaguely remember that. I'll get and then I'll get to yours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so mine was, uh, if you know any straight single guys in New York, I know, okay. Ooh, look who seems oh so confident. Well, then I'll be sure not to offer up my services because <laughs> you seem well covered. <laughs> to which you respond, I'm very confident. You can offer up your services whenever your heart desires. <laughs> but you like older women anyway. <laughs> which is, is true. true. You still do. Uh, hey, I like cute women who are confident and not annoying. So feel free to try to win me over. Oh. Uh, If you can get into a bar to have drinks in the first place. (laughs) First of all, I don't have to try. Second, that's what fake IDs are for, old man. (laughs) Scene. I would still say something like that, though. So that's really funny. Well, you were uh, 18-year-old. You was quite... uh, (laughs) (laughs) My plan is to find every straight guy and just hook up. That's it. Wow. One would say, we need more girls like you in this world. I, the NYU student, say, good luck. You may have to settle for bi. What's wrong with bi? I had a bi ex-boyfriend and he was the best boyfriend I've ever had. I'm so happy to hear you say that. (laughs) I love bi men. They are so kind, so sweet, very in touch with like just everything. And I love bi men. There's nothing wrong with them. Well, 18-year-old, you said... (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't even know what 18-year-old me was thinking. There's no such thing as bi- guys buy his coat for gay. Trust me, I know. <laughs> oh, I know why. Because in my high school, there was all these... I just love how these... we just juxtapose present, present Aurora and past <laughs> Aurora. In my high school, there was like this guy who was like, oh, I'm bi, I'm bi, I'm bi. And he was very much not bi. He was very much like very gay. And he just could not come to terms with it. And now he's married to a guy. But... You know, but eighteen-year-old me was not well informed. <laughs> Nor was I. But I just I love that you just went on an I love by men tirade <laughs> as I had this pulled up on my phone, um, and then I made fun of you for being eighteen. So you know that was a well, second I'm not scene. Eighteen anymore? <laughs> hey, um. So so you you remember why? You know that the crux of the show, the origin of the show, was that like I talked to past partners about why we didn't work out, right? vaguely yeah yeah and do you remember why we didn't work out um because you were like i'm not interested in girls your age i like older women and i was like okay and i just dropped it because i was smart enough to know that there's no point in chasing a guy who has no interest in me okay one good for 18 year old you for knowing i know the two wait i said that yeah uh, I, yeah, we were eating pizza one day, and you're like, yeah, I have this sugar mama, and, like, I really like these older women. I'm just not interested in, like, girls your age. Mama. I didn't even have a sugar mama. <laughs> I went on two dates with a woman who was 46. <laughs> Maybe it was that, and, like, she probably covered the drinks because <laughs> she was 46 and I was 20. Uh, you ever use a fake ID with someone who's old enough to be your mother? <laughs> no, no. I I was like, yeah, I used to fake it, even not with someone old enough to be my mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so clearly there was a full of myselfness back then. Um, <laughs> did, what do you remember from back then? Do you? I mean, it's not like we had a long sorted affair, but like I think we hooked up a few times. Yeah. I'm just I'm always curious, like especially when we're this far out. Like, do you remember anything? Of course I do. I have like this very clear like mental imagery. Um, paint a picture. Um, I remember it was like one of the first nights that I lived in that that dorm dorm was I third north. Yeah, because I also was third north when I was a freshman. Yeah, um, so you came to my dorm like right after I moved in, and you're going through my closet, and you're like, "Oh, look at this purple dress!" And it's like this like short little purple skimpy thing that was like sequins down the middle, and I was like, "Yeah, what about it?" <laughs> and then you just like grabbed my shoulder and then started making out with me, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> the second time I went to your apartment. Like, I think it was, like, that one random time there was that tornado in New York. What? Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that very clearly. There was a tornado in New York in, like, 2010, in, like, September, October, something like that. Um, And you're like, yeah, come over. So I was like, okay, sure. And I came over. I probably invited you over because I was scared. I'm terrified of tornadoes. (laughs) I have horrible nightmares about tornadoes. So you remember coming to Stytown? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I walked there at like one in the morning, which was not a smart idea. Oy. Yeah, it's okay. And then I had to go to work the next day, so I snuck out. And I remember you called me out on that, and you're like, why'd you sneak out without saying goodbye? And I was like, you were sleeping. <laughs> fair, fair. Do you remember a bullet vibrator? I think so. Because I have an embarrassing memory of tr- thinking like, because I think I just started listening to Dan Savage like junior, senior year. So I thought I was like, oh, I'm hot. I'm going to introduce a toy in the bedroom. But the toy I was introducing was a 
free shitty bullet vibe from adamandheave.com. Oh, no. I don't really. You might have tried and it, I, and I don't remember that. I remember, like, trying it on you, and you, um, at some point, politely declining. Because I clearly did not know what I was doing. Oh, uh, see, that part I don't remember, so thank you. <laughs> well, because I, well, I don't remember being in your dorm room. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. I, <laughs> hey, folks, are y'all um, are y'all captivated by this uh, semi-lack of memory? I hope you are. Y'all said you liked these episodes with the past hookups. Well, you got it. As I speak to her table to signify audience that's not there. You, you have my dog right here. I do have the dog right there, but. How was uh how was the, the the your search for straight men or and and as we now are more informed people how was your search for men who have sex with women at NYU? I don't think they exist. I, you, I, I don't, I'm right here. Okay, well, like <laughs> other than you, I didn't find any of them, and you didn't go I to was, one Stern party. No, see that's where they were. They were well, all at Stern. I think the problem was that um, I used to go home on the weekends to go to work. Because I was stupid and decided to keep my job at Abercrombie. <laughs> then what was your strategy? Did you just keep messaging dudes from random Facebook groups? I don't know. I, I like, really never had a problem finding guys, actually. So, like, I just found them at some point. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just roll with it. Why not? Where do you normally find guys? Under your couch? Like, It feels like it. <laughs> um, literally, I just go out sure. and people talk to me. And I'm like, okay, let's. Why not? I don't know. I, I literally can go to the grocery store and find the guy. So, has <laughs> that happened? Yes, it has. Um, not here. Um, when I go to DC, it happens a lot more often. Oddly, um, like outside of DC, it's not like that as much. But in DC, depending on which area of DC you go to, you'll have a lot of those congressional staffers approach you if they like if they think you look like their type. Right. And I, I think I was at Trader Joe's and some guy came up to me and he's like, you know, you look like you would be a great senator's wife. And I was like, what? I was so confused. I was like, dude, I'm trying to buy blueberries. What? Also, like, it's 2022. Say you look like you'd be a great senator. Like, <laughs> I would like, love to be a senator. So like if you said that to me, he would have had me in a second. But no, yeah. he went with senator's wife. And I was just like, dude, I'm buying blueberries. What? Yeah. Like, come on. And then. Like, it just really depends on which areas of D.C. you go to. Like, there's some bars in Georgetown that, like, the politicians like to hang out in. And they send their little staffers to go talk to you sometimes. So I was there. Which which one of them? It was, like, a really famous senator, too. And he sent his little staffer. And they're like, oh, this this guy, you know, wants to talk to you. And I was like. Wait, wait, wait. A senator? A legit? A senator? Yeah. What? Yeah. And I was like. Ew, he's, like, 90 now. <laughs> Who? I will keep their identity secret, but <laughs> but he's well Ooh. known. He's well known. He's not very faithful to his what wife. What state? I can't tell Is you he that. Currently, still in the Senate. He's still in Senate. Yes. You could tell the state because there's two, so you know you have plausible. No, because if I say the state, then what's nobody else will have these stories. <laughs> what? Come on! What else? Who's gonna? What's gonna happen? Who's gonna tell? I would. I'm gonna keep that secret for now. But he's very well known. Okay. He's well known. Everyone hates him. Which 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 side of the app? Oh, everyone hates him. Everyone like. Can I take if I if I guess correctly? Would you? If you guess correctly, I'll tell you. How many guesses do I get? Three. Everyone hates. Can I get one other hint? <laughs> he's a Republican. Mitch. No. Because everyone hates him. Even I know. Republicans hate Mitch. I know, but Mitch isn't 
And he says he's old, so it's not like it's not like Ted Cruz. Well, okay, he's not Ted Cruz old. that old. But like, when I'm looking at guys, how about like, above or below sixty? Maybe Border around guy. sixty. Yeah, I'm not really sure his age, but like that's how old most of them are. And is he like decent looking? Are they? Are any of them decent looking? Look, there's some who there's are. There's the one that one guy from George, I think. Oh. Ossoff, Ossoff is handsome. Oh my god! Sure, but you know he's a young man. He's in his thirties, I think. Yeah, I don't, (laughs) I don't think any of those senator guys are like particularly good looking. On the spectrum of senators, there are some who I would say like, like I would say Mitch McConnell who looks like a turtle. See, I think Rand Paul's like in the middle. He's pretty handsome, Rand. Right, right. Like so, yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. I would say like so, but so it's not. So you're it's somebody you did not find attractive. Right. Probably in the sixty-ish range. Yeah. Thirty. Okay. Publican. Hey, everyone hates him, and it's not Mitch McConnell. I got two guesses left. <laughs> Oof, and he's got to be prominent enough. We know. Okay, you know, but I, you know what? I'm good. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I want to say Lindsey Graham, but you're not a boy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't think that guess works. I'm going to, okay, let's just get this one out the way. How about uh, Ted Cruz? <gasps> Bingo. <laughs> he ain't old. But, but he's old enough where I'm like, you're old. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I mean, to us. But yeah, you know, Ted Cruz, I think I think he's like in his early. I think he's he might. I don't know. Anyways. He looks like a goblin to me. So what's this approach? Tell me, like, how does this whole thing go down? So I went to one of these bars with one of my friends and she was like, oh, it'll be fun. Like, you know, sometimes we get these cool stories out of it because we go to these bars where we know these politicians go. And I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. It won't happen to me. So I don't care. I'll just go. Um, and I like never go out cause I'm like, oh, what's the point? I don't want to get dressed up. Like, eh. So I finally agreed to go out and I was like, okay, well I'm here. And I promise you it's not going to happen. Like your, your theory is wrong. Like nothing's going to happen tonight. Right. And then one of these like squirmy, like skinny guys comes up to me. He's like, Hey, you know, my, my boss wants to talk to you. And I was like, who who's your boss can you tell he's like a staffer by like this when you say squirmy i'm like that's a staffer yeah word. like they have like a certain way they talk and move and like the way they dress <laughs> how do they move it's just like very like a stick up their ass type of movement <laughs> um but you could tell by the way they like dress usually like i know that you're a staffer like uh-huh. you're underpaid you're not you're not anyone yet you might be someone in the future but you're not anyone yet yeah and you referred to someone as your boss so like there's a there's a few options because you can tell like they're wearing those khakis and like the polos are like okay. So he's a staffer, is he a Charlottesville fan? Like what's So like the khakis and polo, I'm like, okay, it could be either side. It could be Democrat guy, it could be Republican guy. They all dress like that. It's like semi professional, fine. Um and then but the Democrat guys typically don't do that in the same way. Like the Republican guys don't have any shame. So they'll send the guy and be like, yeah, go get her for me. <laughs> and it's so weird. But like Democrat guys, it didn't happen to me. It happened to my friend. She was saying Democrat guys will like have staffer like go get you a drink. And they'll like kind of ease you into it a little bit. Schmooze you. Yeah. Not totally. They but They kind like, of do the, the fo- they'll, they'll do the flirting foreplay for the Yeah. <laughs> right. But the Republican guys, they were like, go do my work for me. And they like send the guy to go get you. And then the guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, like my boss wants to talk to you. And I was like, who are you? And who's your boss? And he's like, oh, Cruz. And I was like, Cruz? Who's Cruz? And he, he's like, <laughs> Senator Cruz. And I was like, no, 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 sorry. No. You're trying to like, but that would have been a huge, like, hot humility. Let's just say, and I like to believe I that he has a humiliation I would have loved to get pregnant fetish. by him. And then. 
get an abortion because he's so anti-abortion yeah. and on paper and that would have i would have loved that just to be like really really i would love to know how hard it would make him if if he came up to you and said uh hey i'm i'm cruise and you were like who <laughs> i would love to do that <laughs> you know like, like, been like oh my god it's so hot tell me how <laughs> tell me how much of a nobody i am <laughs> read me my primary results <laughs> you mean yeah, the one how few delegates did i get like none you got zero you got like negative two <laughs> he'd be like but but i have these no. printouts these results you'd be like no no nah, bro you had negative two that's it I, you had negative two you dirty bitch <laughs> and then <it's> just, <laughs> well, i, I would have loved for him to come up to me and be like you look like a goblin sewer like please get out of my presence my presence is a present get out so you just tell the staffer like no get away and i was, was like it. why does he want to talk to me and he's like oh he just wants to you know like chat and i was like mm, no I was like, thank you, but no thank you. I appreciate your time. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't really want to start waves with them. But like, what the fuck was that? Does Is that like a normal thing? That is it because you got straight hair and her ginger? Like, is that? I feel like it is. And I also still look the exact same as I did at like 16. <laughs> like, it's very odd. Like, they like younger looking girls still. And it's very strange. Mm-hmm. And... Is this like a normal thing that happens mm-hmm. around in this area mm-hmm. down in DC? Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Yeah. People like it's like an open secret. Everyone knows it happens. But like, do we talk about it? No. Why would we? Because we know it happens. It's right there. You could just whatever Bart was. I forgot. It's like in Georgetown though. Mm-hmm. The bougie area. And it's usually via the staffers and shit. Yeah, like because can you imagine if they came up to you, how shady that looks like? Yeah, when everyone knows who you are and everyone's looking yep. at like what you're doing and who you're talking to. Yep. It looks so shady. Like, ew, like we know what you're doing. I love Ossoff. I think he's married though, so <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. Well, apparently that don't stop nobody in this town. DC is a a place. Mhm. It is a place. Well, you know, uh, you know, Aurora, we did all this chatter and we we haven't even talked about this like big part of your life. Or do you add, I know I yes. look, I know how you are about time, so I want to respect your time. It's it fine. Is currently nine thirty. It is fine. Okay. Don't worry. So do you down doing like a 10, 15 minute bonus episode on the your panty selling. You sell yes. panties. Yeah. And like apparently very successfully. Oh my god, it's so fucking fun. It's Give like us the, the preview. How much do, how much have you made selling panties? In the last two months, I have made about four to five thousand dollars and i've also gotten about three thousand dollars in gifts um i got a man to buy me new hearing aids because mine broke (laughs) but do do you know how much hearing aids cost um they cost mine cost seven thousand for a pair and you know how much they would have cost if we had passed the build back better plan (laughs) nothing (laughs) yes Build back better. <laughs> well, Patreon people, you're going to hear more about the panty selling <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, $5 and up level. Go at it. Look, I, we gave you Senator Cruz for free. Yeah. We're going to charge you for the panty selling. So for now, um, Aurora, where can you're one of the rare past former flames. I don't <laughs> What would you how what feels respectful to you for me to refer to you and other women who made the mistake of hooking up with me as. <laughs> you can call me a friend it's fine friend okay you're one of the few friends where it's like oh like you have something to plug so if people wanted to go buy your panties yes. or follow you on the places 
Where yes. where could they go? Um, I sell on All Things Morn. Um, my username is Sweet Surprise ninety two. You can find all my stuff there. I think I have about like one hundred and fifty listings now. I literally went through all my panties, my socks, and I was like, "Let's do this. If we're gonna do it, we're gonna go all in." So I listed almost everything. I didn't finish yet, but I have most things there. And then I do have my Twitter and I have my Instagram, which is literally the exact same handle, Sweet Surprise ninety two. Fantastic. Yes. Well, folks, go follow her there. Go buy your panties. And for now, you know, Aurora, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Thank you. Good night. All right. We're doing something new in the outros. Okay. So I, I think you're going to like this because, you know, I've got over 200 bonus episodes of the Man War podcast available exclusively on Patreon. For the $5 and up members, you can get access to an entire catalog of Manor podcasts that you've never heard before, featuring many of your favorite guests. Nina Hartley, Rachel Steele, Venus Cuckoldress, oh so many. Um, you know, my interns, Sophia and Mia, uh, uh, Roxanne from the Oral Sex Auditions, the flip of the Happy Ending Massage episode, right? And so here's something we're going to do new. Um, once you get through this little outro part and then we get to the ba 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 and I go like, ah, 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 stay slutty. But dun 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 dun, right? Okay, after that, I'm going to play a teaser of my bonus episode with Aurora Grayson, which is coming out exclusively on Patreon tomorrow. We'll be talking uh, all about selling your panties. Okay, you're not going to want to miss this. So I'm going to have a teaser clip for that at the end of this when I stop talking right now. <laughs> and so we can get to that faster. I'm just going to remind you, hey, Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans. I got links to all those in the show notes. Be sure to be following me in all the places. And if you want to shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your queries, your criticisms, you can send any and all of that over to manhorpod at gmail.com. So right now uh, you're about to hear a clip, a teaser clip with Aurora Grayson talking about selling her panties. I hope you enjoy it. If you want to hear the full bonus episode, as well as nearly 300 bonus episodes, become a member today. Support the pod you love at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. And one more time, next week, July 21st, Thursday, I want to see you in the champagne room for the hot movie night. Become a member, join the champagne room. Connect with your fellow fan whores. Make someone come as a good deed this week. And stay slutty. So your mom wants to get into selling panties? I have my mom's slippers that she asked me to sell. I have a bunch of her socks, a bunch of her old pantyhose that she asked me to sell for her. You're pimping out your mom's worn mm -hmm. slippers. Mm -hmm. You're a pimp. Literally, it feels great. Wow. Um, I feel like a boss. It's how amazing. How did that come up? I am perpetually broke. My mom's like, why are you so broke all the time? And I have to be like, I live in D.C. Like, all there's right. no money. I was like, I have an idea. I think I'm going to sell my old socks. And I started with that. I'm just going to sell sure. my socks. Like, it's no big deal. Like, you've seen those articles. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to expand outwards. I'm going to start selling my panties. And she's like, are you sure about that? And I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, it's just my old underwear. Who cares? And she's like, okay. As long as, like, you know, they don't actually, like, know you. Like, right. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, whatever. And she, and then 
she came around. She's like, how much did you make on that new pair that you're doing? Oh, you were doing that long wear today. Like, how much are you getting off of that pair? My mom was like, guys are paying you for this. And she's like, and I was like, yep. And, and she said, she's like, how can I get in on this?